Hello and welcome to Inside Your County Government, a podcast that brings you an inside look at the people and events in and around county government that shape your Charles County. I'm your host, Brent Huber. In this episode, we're getting from here to there. We're talking county roads with Steve Staples and Bob Curtin when we return. When you look at the county from above, one thing is clear. We have a lot of roads, and taking care of those is no easy task. Joining me right now is Chief of Roads for Charles County Department of Public Works, Steve Staples. How are you doing today, Steve? Hey, I'm doing great. Good. Good to have you on the show. Thank you. Can you Let's start off here. How long have you been with county government, and what got you to roads? Um, I just uh, – it's my 20th year. Uh, this year. Um, I was in the construction field, started out as a teenager, uh, did concrete, some stormwater work, different things in construction, and saw the posting back in 1998 and decided to apply. So 20 years, and 20 years as chief of roads or 20 years in the road division? I started out as chief of roads for 20 years. Oh, wow. So you have kind of seen a lot of changes here in the county. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. How many miles of roads is roads division responsible for? And... Just so we can keep things clear, what's the difference between a county road, a state road, and a private road? Because I know there's some division lines that get drawn on who services what and and how. So the county has 2,160 roads uh, that total 1,650 lane miles. So wow. a, a lane mile is uh, one mile. I mean, one a lane is one direction each way. So we if you have a road that's a mile long and two lanes, we double that into lane miles uh, as far as maintenance. Uh, the, the mileage seems like a lot, but it's more about how many roads we have because it's just as much work to work on a cul-de-sac as it is on, say, you know, a major road like St. Charles Parkway uh, with the things we deal with, with, you know, trees and cars and different things. So the difference between the roads, uh, the state roads are usually the numbered roads, like a 301, a Route 5, a Route 6. Uh, those roads also have names, but they have numbers that go with them. County roads are just named roads. Um, and if you see a private road, they're also you'll see a green street sign. looks exactly like a, a county road sign. But in the corner, uh, they'll have a little diamond in the corner. That's how we know that that's a private roadway. Also, most of the private roads end in the word place, um, mm-hmm. where other roads may be a drive or a court or a street. So that's kind of how we... Um, determine which road and whose ownership it is so what kind of maintenance are you actually responsible for on the on the county surfaces so uh, we do everything from different types of surface treatments sign maintenance right-of-way clearing which includes mowing tree trimming uh, uh, herbicide spraying uh, drainage drainage ditches bridges street sweeping snow removal uh, guardrails culver pipes um, and everyone's favorite, the, the dreaded pothole. <laughs> that seems like a pretty pretty extensive list. I mean, there, there's a lot that goes into maintaining a road, isn't there? Yes, there's a lot, uh, more than most people would believe. What's the most difficult thing about maintaining the county roads? Um, it's just working um, in high traffic areas. Um, we You have crews set up and you have work zones set up. And you know, even when you go by the crew, everyone tries to get you to slow down and People still go by pretty quickly, even at 15 miles an hour when you're standing on the side of the road. It's pretty dangerous for our guys. So um, 
while we're talking about it, I ask everyone, when you see the guys on the side of the road, they want to go home to their families. It's like everyone's trying to travel through the county. We hope that you slow down and make sure they go home to see their families. Yeah, because the move over law actually applies to, to any vehicle with a flashing light, right? That's correct. It, it, so it applies to road construction, tow truck, not just fire and EMS and police. Correct, yes. So when we're talking about roads... There's a lot of different surfaces here in the county. There's a real smooth surface. There's kind of a rough textured surface. Can you describe those and the criteria that goes into determining which type of surface gets put on what type of road? Yeah, sure. Um, so every county-owned road now is is a paved asphalt roadway. When I started here 20 years ago, we still had a handful of roads um, and outlying areas that were still dirt roads that we maintained so one of my first goals was to let's get these roads paved um, it's a lot less maintenance when you have a paved road so once the roads are paved with asphalt um, we do different tr- types of treatments so if a road is just starting to sh- show signs of you know deterioration or cracking or um, you know just your basic uh, age of a road we, we have surface treatments such as a slurry seal or a modified chip seal. Uh, what I try to explain to everyone, a slurry seal is kind of like when, if you have an asphalt driveway at your house, and you know, every couple of years you drive down to the local hardware store and you buy a couple buckets of uh, asphalt sealer and a, and a squeegee mm-hmm. and you push it on your driveway and, and you keep maintaining it that way. Um, you don't go every two years and repave your driveway. So what we're doing is basically the same thing at a highway-grade material. Uh, it's about a half to five-eighths of an inch thick, and it's... Uh, kind of uh, squeegee or mopped on the same same way but just in a larger scale and it works very well it'll extend the life of the road you know uh, seven to ten more years with that um, and we use that more in the development districts or where there's closed section roads which have curb and gutter uh, the the modified seal we use in the more rural areas where it's open section or has ditches so that uh, any loose gravel that comes off will go and kind of make a nice gravel shoulder. And if you had curb and gutter, it would just clog up the gutter system. Um, and that, that lasts anywhere from four to eight years. Now, is that, that, is that the type that's kind of like a rock texture and it's, it's spread down and then it's compacted over time? Correct. And that's exactly what it is. And the way it's applied is they put an asphalt emulsion down and then uh, have a a spreader that sprinkles stone and then they roll over it with a steel wheel roller. And then they come back with with smaller stones or fines and put another layer of asphalt emulsion and then the fines and roll it. Um, And it becomes uh, a very durable roadway. Uh, We've seen within a week where, you know, you've seen someone with a hot rod car stop and actually, you know, do a burnout on the road and the stone stays in place and it's very durable. Um, and we can, we've had some roads where we've done that four or five times in 20 years and the road mm-hmm. just keeps getting better without having to repave it. Um, and it's about one-tenth of the cost of repaving a roadway. So when we talk about repaving, um, that's when the road has completely failed and no service treatment will help it. You see a lot of rutting. Uh, potholes, uh, separation of asphalt. At that point, we'll then go in and and do a two-inch overlay. Or if there's curb and gutter on the roadway, uh, we would have to mill the the original surface down and then put another two inches of asphalt. That's where you come in with that big machine that just kind of chews everything up, and you get those those stripes in the road and 
they're kind of weird to drive across at times. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, it but, has a groove surface. Yes. Yeah, but you, you, do you reuse the millings when you have to mill? So the contractors, part of the contract, they take it back, and they are required to use a, a portion of, the, of it as recycled into the asphalt. Um, I think we keep some here at our, at our yard to put back um, when we do pipe replacements as, as a fill material. Hmm. So it's, uh, it's all recycled in some way or another. So, okay, let me ask you this. You mentioned something about contractors. So does the county contract out a lot of road maintenance, or does the county do a lot of the maintenance internally? Um, a lot of the maintenance, such as potholes, um, drainage, uh, right-of-way clearing, um, and culver pipes, that's done in-house. The maintenance activity we do the most, believe it or not, is removal of dead animals in the roadway. Um, that's more than twice as many animals as we do potholes a year. So we have a full-time crew of two guys that go out, and every day they uh, just remove the dead animals from the roadway. Really? Because I was just going to ask you, what was, the, what's, what was the number one thing that Rhodes does? Yes, that's it. And we are also working with the DNR because um, they want to know, you know, what uh, species it is and, you know, what whether it's a male or female deer, and they actually keep records on that. So we work with them to provide that information. Oh, wow. So what happens, you know, when they, when they pick the animals up? Where, where do they go? So they're loaded on a, on a trailer and taken to the landfill. We're required to take them and have them disposed of at the landfill. And, and that's, you know, DNR, you, you communicate with them and let them know what's going on or, or not so much what's going on, but what the species is. Mostly the, the, the species or, or the sex of the deer, whether it's a male or female. That's is, what they're interested in. Is it mostly deer? Is, is that what you're picking up? I mean, do you get the squirrels and the rabbits? <laughs> we, we've, we've got it all. Um, we've been called to a neighborhood to pick up a little dead bird uh, because someone didn't want to see it in their gutter, so we'll definitely go get it. But uh, mostly deer. Deer is the number one species that is hit on the roadway. Um, we've picked up turtles, beavers, uh, anything you can imagine <laughs> that, that roams free has <laughs> roams. sometime been in the roadway. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And, and I just find it uh, – I find it just – I would have never had thought that that would have exceeded – repairing potholes or replacing road signs but i yeah i mean i live on the west side i see a lot of deer so <laughs> yeah actually we're very fortunate with potholes we have a really good road system um and the potholes is really down at the bottom of the number of you know it, as far as ranking the repairs we do um potholes is not at the top uh, because we have such a good road system and we i th- think we have such a great road system because we have a, a gentleman an inspector that goes out every year and he inspects every roadway himself personally uh, we feel this is the best way to do it because he has his criteria for doing the maintenance on the road which again could be overlay slurry seal chip seal um, he rates the roads he marks what they need on on, on his uh, his list and then he puts together a uh, what we call the surface treatment program every year which we're given a budget to make these repairs. So we make sure the, the road gets what it, gets what it needs. Um, there's a lot of computer-generated programs out there that you can put this information in, but it, it'll basically spit out every, you know, every 10 years you got to do this road and every five years you have to do this road. We don't feel it works very well. Uh, we've had roads that haven't needed any type of treatment for 20 years, and we have other roads that... Uh, may need it every five years and it's all on how the road was built when it was built how it was inspected so there's a lot of factors that 
um, determine how we do this. But uh, I think we have one of the best, definitely in the Southern Round area, if not in the state, as far as uh, surface treatment programs. Absolutely, and then putting eyes on it like that and having somebody go out and actually inspect it. And that goes into your to your long-term planning, so you know ahead of time what to request each year for, for the budget cycle, right? That's correct, yes. Yeah, yeah, very good foresight and planning on that for sure. All right, are there different priorities on the road maintenance depending on the season? Because you briefly talked about potholes, and you usually think potholes occur, you know, late winter, early spring with the freeze and thaw cycles, but are there different priorities throughout the season? Yeah, I mean, the potholes are the worst in the winter and springtime, but we do get them year-round. Um, in the winter, it's hard to do a lot of different drainage projects. Uh, the ground could be frozen, lots of water in the ditches. Um, and we'll do that if there's like an emergency situation. We have to keep a road or someone's property from being flooded. We'll, we'll do that year-round, but it's done more spring, summer. Um, you know, it, it, we do mow year-round. Um, we have contractors that mow along with our guys, but they do it mostly in the spring and summer. So, yeah, there are different different types of maintenance activities per season but we a lot of them are done just year round now if somebody has a problem with a road they've seen a pothole they've seen a dead animal they have concerns trees down that kind of thing um who do they call how do they get in touch with, uh, with hey roads? please call us we have a, a small crew of county road staff and we can't see every road every day so we encourage people if you see a, a pothole or a dead animal or, or any type of concern with the roadway or within the right-of-way, please call us. Um, we have a hotline. It's 1-800-595-7623. Or you can call directly to the Department of Public Works, and they'll put you in contact with uh, our staff to take care of it. Um, we have a very good uh, road database. We can enter work requests um, with the person's name. And it's, once it's in, if they leave an email address, uh, it will notify them and update them on where we're at with it. When it's completed, it'll send them an email saying, hey, it's been completed. Um, so please, yeah, by all means, call us. Awesome. Well, Steve, thank you so much, and uh, it's good talking to you. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. We will be right back after this. Looking to know what's going on in the community? Want to get the latest news and discover incredible things to do in our county? Well, now you can and have it delivered right to your inbox. Subscribe to Charles County Government's e-news and learn about special events and all the amazing things to do in Charles County. Visit www.charlescountymd.gov and click on the envelope to subscribe. Welcome back. Joining me now is Bob Curtin from County Roads. How you doing, Bob? Hey, very good. Uh, been working with Charles County for the last 34, maybe going pretty close to 35 years now. Started in 1984. When I first started, there was no such thing as a county government building. Really? Yeah, the government building, believe it or not, was the second story of the courthouse. <laughs> Everybody that worked there worked out of that little courthouse, and they were in broom closets, offices, and uh, so that's you, when I started. I believe that was back then when Mac Middleton and some of the older commissioners were there then. So you've seen a lot of changes in the county. Oh, yeah. For years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and when I first started, I didn't start with the roads department. I I knew the roads department was getting ready to open up, but I moved down here from up north 
and I worked for a roads division up there, and there was a township. So when I moved down here, I ended up going to Matterwoman, just so that Matterwoman was a nice place to work for, but I only wanted to get my foot in the, the mm-hmm. door with the county government. And then when the roads division opened up, I applied for it, and I applied as a supervisor. Got the job starting in roads as a supervisor. When we first started working here, we were working out of the government building. There was two supervisors, a chief, and a superintendent. And a handful of roads and some of them dirt, right? (laughs) (laughs) And we we didn't even have any employees then. Oh, my. (laughs) Uh, and then we we started bringing employees in, I believe, in July. I'm pretty sure it was in 1986. And we were working underneath the old radio tower up here on Radio Station Road out of a trailer. And that was connected to one of the old radio systems that used to be federal government. Mm-hmm. And they were still working on this building that we're in now at the administration office. And they were still working on the roads building out back, which was the shop now. Uh, It took us probably about three or four months before they finished up the work and gave us an okay to go ahead and move into our brand new building. Oh, wow. Well, our brand new building now is like a little habit trail. There's so (laughs) many different add-ons to it. Yeah, things change over time, don't they? But like I said, I, I started with Rhodes as a supervisor, and I worked. Uh, we had a small crew. I believe there was no more than 20 people then. And people got along pretty good back then. Uh, it's not like today. Today, we got a more tight-knit family, uh, have a lot more supervisors, uh, superintendents, managers, uh have a chief that lasted more than 10 years here. Most of the chiefs only lasted about five years. I don't know if we ran them out or what happened, but <laughs> uh, no. And, and like I said, we have a good crew. Everyone pitches in without being asked to do anything and they'll, they'll do what they can or they'll pass it along and ask somebody else what needs to be done. So you've done all you every your time here, you've done a lot of, a lot of different things with roads. Correct. I think I believe I've probably done almost every job that Rhodes has here. Oh, wow. Supervising. uh, Believe it or not, uh, one of our assistant administrators used to be the secretary here, and uh, she worked with me quite a bit. Uh, I've worked probably with almost everybody in county government, Mm -hmm. except for some of the newer people that I don't know, but... Yeah, there's been a lot of changes. Oh, yeah. So what is it that you do for roads now? Because it's pretty interesting. Right now, I'm a manager. Uh, I do bridge management. Uh, What that consists of is making sure that all Charles County bridges are within compliance with the federal government. Uh, My job is to make sure that they're all being inspected on a biannual basis, if not an annual basis. Uh, The reports are sent into the state highway which in turn send their reports into the Federal Highway. It's a Federal Highway program that is mandating that bridges are inspected for safety. And we don't do that in-house because we want eyes on. We want Mm -hmm. new eyes every two years. We don't want the same eyes looking at a bridge. So we hire that out to a consultant, and that's being funded through the, the county, 
through the state and through the federal government. After I'm done with my bridges, I also have another title. I'm considered a construction manager. Uh, the construction manager in the field that I'm working in is with stormwater. Uh, most of my work is through pond retention and another state and federal mandate that they want ponds maintained and mm-hmm. make sure that they're functional. And, and this is for stormwater runoff from off the roadways. Correct. Yeah. Uh, off the roadway or even out of a field or in mm-hmm. a subdivision that that collects the water and it's it's designed is to slow down the water, mm-hmm. make sure that we're not getting a lot of water flooding out an area. It's that's why they call it stormwater retention. <laughs> <laughs> and most of the work that we have done in there, that's all contracted out. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Let's go back to the bridges for a second because I'm real curious. Do you know how many bridges there are in Charles County? We have we have 40 bridges that are considered a bridge in the federal guidance system a bridge can be a group of culverts or a battery of culverts Mm. that are greater than 20 feet in width that's what mandates a a major structure is anything greater than 20 feet from abutment to abutment or a group of pipes from the end pipe to the other end pipe i would have never thought that just the culverts yeah culverts are a bridge too wow wow and so, and they get inspected, and that inspection, um, they they do all of that, all all of those at once, right? They just come. They'll in and sweep do. Through. They'll do those. Uh, like I said, every two years, mm-hmm. unless there may be something that they want to observe, and then they'll put it on an annual basis to make sure that everything's working mm-hmm. the way they hoped and How, want it to look. What's the general health of our bridges? General health, I'd say uh, we're probably C plus to a B. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we have some older bridges here, but they're they're doing a whole lot better than some of the other states. Yeah, you, I've we've heard that that some of the well, not so much about the bridges, but about the roads that we've got some older roads here that have actually aged better than some of the the newer ones, and that's that's traffic and weather and all kinds of stuff, isn't it? And maintenance. In your time here, I bet you've seen a lot of changes in the way roads are maintained technology has changed a lot uh computers have changed a lot i know when we first started here we had one big old computer then they gave us laptops or they even gave us desktops and it was everybody would look at it and say well what am i going to do with a computer for a road maintenance Mm -hmm. Uh, we've evolved quite a bit from that Uh, we have software that will help us determine what needs to be done. Uh, It also will take questions from the public, Mm -hmm. and uh, it will also notify them back that saying that job has been done. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of eyes and a lot of people that got knowledge on the roads that go out there and check them every day. So so is there... Road crews running around every day in Charles, just making sure everything is okay. Is I mean, we have road made? crews out there every day. Uh, the superintendents will order the uh, give them a work order or a task, and each crew has their own supervisor or a lead crew person, and they'll go out there and they'll take care of the task that was given to them for the day. 
But while they're out there, if they find something that needs to be done, they're not going to wait for a superintendent to tell them, hey, take care of this sign that fell down or mm-hmm. take care of this limb that's out on the street. They'll, on their own, just pick it up and move it. So you, you don't have somebody sitting there directing them. The The crews are pretty knowledgeable on what needs to be done. That's good. That's good. Okay. So you've been here 34 and a half years. What's next for Bob? Bob is getting on the idea of thinking about retirement. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's this year, but it, it's coming up. Uh, body's not as fast as it used to be. The mind is still there, but it's it's slowing down. So I, I believe another couple of years and Bob will be saying goodbye to Charles County. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bob. It was great talking to you. All right. Nice talking to you yeah. also. from here to there may not always be the easiest thing to do, but at least we know the roads and bridges we drive on are all well taken care of, thanks to the efforts of the entire Charles County Roads Division. Thanks for listening, and look for more episodes as we take you inside your county government. I'm Brent Huber. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Remember, you can find more great podcasts online at charlescountymd.gov slash podcast. Like this episode, then head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We can be found under Charles County Government.